We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gilcast. You are hearing the voice of one Mr. Davis Maddock, not Nate Noling, not Sammy Reed as the host, not Fantasy ADHD Mr. Josh. You are hearing Davis Maddock with my boy Sammy Reed. Uh, Josh is traveling, Nate is traveling, so you're stuck with me and Sammy. We are going to be doing the Gilcast week in review show tonight. Go through our lineups, talk about some stuff we learned. We'll have some laughs, we'll shed some tears, and hopefully you'll learn all you need to know about week two uh, of the NFL DFS season here in 2018. Sammy, my boy, how was your day? Uh, it was great. I mean, I think we should probably just tell the truth about ADHD, which is that he retired at halftime. Like he did, he did, he did retire. Uh, he is, he, it is true that he's driving and not available to record, but I don't think he's that bummed out about it because he would, he would have to be defending a lineup that did not do well today, including Rob Gronkowski in the flex and Peyton Barber in one of his running back slots. <laughs> we saved all of you guys listening. To, to ADHD talking about how Barber was a good play. Although you can follow him on Twitter and you can read a little bit about it and uh, his thought process there, but we won't, we won't speak for him. We won't. Uh, I, and Nate sent us his cash lineup. So we'll be able to go through that as well. I actually think Nate had the best lineup out of all of us. Cause he ran like God with Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's so it's so tilting. It's so tilting now for Fitzpatrick just to like, 
stoned me twice in the first two weeks. The thing, the thing is though, the thing is though, is that Nate is just going to, he's going to keep playing him because he's going to keep being cheap. Like, I guess our salary's out for next week already. I haven't even looked. No, I don't think so. So whenever they are, I assume he will still be cheap, and Nate is just going to be like, dude, it's 5,800. Jam him in. He's got my, Mike model, my model says the volume is, is great, you know? <laughs> the, I, would actually, I would actually guess if you looked, like, by air yards, I bet he's probably is, like, elite. Like, he's probably one of the best air yard quarterbacks. No, he does not check it down at all. Like, I, his receivers are always open. All I see is him just chucking the ball, and the guys have two yards of separation. They catch it and just go and then run 50 more yards. Like, I don't know how this is happening. Yeah, so uh, let's just go ahead. We'll go ahead, and I'll just start with my lineup. You and I can compare, and then we can go through Nate's uh, at the end. Quarterback, I truly thought that there were two choices in cash. It was Patrick Mahomes or Jimmy Garoppolo for me. And, uh, I mean, I sided with Patrick Mahomes because I'm I'm a fan of swag. And I don't know, man. There's something something special about Mahomes. Like, I, I think... He's got it in him to be QB1 this year, like for certain. And I don't think Jimmy has that ceiling. No, and, and he's also got the offensive coordinator behind him. It's like if he had McVay behind him. And- well, I don't, I don't want to trash talk Shanahan. I think Shanahan um, – I think Shanahan's bad at player evaluation. I think he really values some skills like way too highly. Like the fact that his – the wide receiver trio that he's combined – uh, is is Garcon Goodwin and you know whether it be Pettis or Trent Taylor I think that shows like a real lack of understanding as to what wins at the NFL in terms of the wide receiver position but his play calling I think is quite good oh yeah I'm not even trashing Shanahan I'm just I'm just saying like if Jared Goff was as good as Mahomes he's got that kind of offensive mind behind him like Andy Reid is like McVay level is is Mahomes does he have the potential to be the best quarterback that Andy Reid has had? Which yeah. is like, he's had some very good quarterbacks. Oh, Donovan McNabb was fire as hell back yeah, in the day. Perennial, perennial top three, yeah. yeah. He, turned, he turned Alex Smith into like a top five quarterback last Well, there's year. no need to slander Alex Smith. I, bro, you see what Alex Smith did today at home against the Indianapolis Colts. He, he, couldn't, he couldn't muck up 250 yards or whatever. He's, I mean, he's anyone, anyone can have a bad game, dude. I, 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 I believe that the sample of Alex Smith being like a, a pretty reasonable quarterback is like now officially a believable sample size to me. He's reasonable. He was the number one pick in a draft. He's had a nice long career. He's just, he's just not lit. He's, he, he's got 0% swag, whereas Mahomes is 110% swag. Yeah. So did you, did you go Mahomes as well, or did you have Jimmy? Yeah, of course I had Mahomes. Uh, Jimmy was not almost – not a consideration for me when it came to Mahomes because I decided last week, even before the salaries came out, anything like that, my entire week was going to be predicated on Pittsburgh and Kansas City because Kansas City is easily the number one team that you want to play and play against this year because their I offense. Thought just just from a, an outsider's perspective, I thought the Steelers' defense looked way worse than the Chiefs' defense. Not that the Chiefs' defense looked good. Well, it's, it's awful, and I mean, I, I did okay in GPPs because I had more Kelsey uh, than the field because... See, I really, I really messed up. I went, I went, uh, I did do a smart thing where I went overweight on Juju, but I, I went, I don't think I went any Kelsey, and I went like all Tyreek. Yeah, I, for me, it was because of the Shazir thing. You know, you listen to Lombardi on, on, the, on the Ringer podcast. I'm going to be honest, I do not listen to GM Street. 
Oh, dude, I, I love Lombardi. I mean, he's, you know, he can be a fish sometimes when it comes to like analytics, but he's got great insight. And one of his sayings is, if your middle linebacker is slow, your defense is slow. And without Ryan Shazier, the entire Pittsburgh defense is something different. And the middle of that field is just wide open and it got torched today. You didn't even know it, but you actually just made uh, an amazing transition point there because this is the mistake that I made. Christian McCaffrey was like the number one running back play of the week. Like every projection system you looked at, like uh, Derek Cardi's The Blitz projection systems uh, that we host here on Roto Grinders had him super high. Didn't play. Didn't play Christian McCaffrey. I, I did. I did wait, a, a. I did a very bad two v two. Not as bad as my one from week wait, one. Wait, 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 wait! You're like the swap master now. What's happening? This is. What did you do? Well, you go to sleep on Saturday night thinking you have a plan, and then you wake up on Sunday, and there's just you know there's four hours to kill before the lineups lock. <laughs> do like eight lines, and you're like, all right, <laughs> let's tinker, baby. Well. Well, really what happened is, is I was just like, man, Landry is too cheap at 6,300. Like he should, on yeah. DraftKings, he should be like a $7,500 wide receiver, yeah. which actually even, I don't know, like he, he probably ran pretty bad to have the game he had today because if, if the Saints play the Browns 10 times, I would expect them to be up 21 to 10 at halftime in at least like four of those games. He ran really bad, and the Saints actually might be bad. That's two games oh, in a no, row. Oh no, I think the, Sa- the Saints are uh, the Saints. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now: the New Orleans Saints will not be winning the Super Bowl. I'm gonna go ahead and cross them off for a Super Bowl winning team right now. Yeah, you, you just can't do that. I mean, I it, I assumed after last week, it's like, dude, week one, things get weird. It's okay; they're gonna settle and back. Fitzpatrick, home. Fitzpatrick has done stuff like that before to good defenses. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, Browns in the Superdome, like, they're going to get crushed, and instead they hung all game long. I'm super bummed that the Saints did not lose because at least my survivor pool would have gained a bunch of equity. Like, no, this see, that's the thing. I took, I took the Saints and Survivor, so I, I, like, because I did so bad against the spread today, I was, like, sweating that Survivor game really <laughs> hard because I was like, if I, if, I, if I don't bink the Survivor, today is, like, a total loss. Yeah. Like, I made what? a – very sizable wager on the Texans money line. Not good. Not didn't even really feel competitive at any point. No, and weren't they ahead at a point or they tied it at a point? They it was 17-17 and you know, you just can't stop Blaine Gabbert with the game on the line. I mean, that's that's just true. Especially when he has zero healthy offensive linemen. I mean, he's just going to stand in there and take his hits and make those throws and there's nothing you can do about it. What was the swap? Tell me about the swap. So the swap was TJ Yeldon, Jarvis Landry versus Kenny Galladay and Christian McCaffrey. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so not great is what is what the general point. I think maybe there was a defense involved in there, though I'm not for cer- for certain. Oh, my I would, friend. I would like to say because I had Mahomes and the rest of my lineup was fine. I still did. Like today was fine. I I profited, but it could have been. What did you finish with in DK Cash? Um, my it just transitioned over. I finished with 139. Wow. So I was I was at like the very back end of all of the guaranteed double ups, but because I hit because I was up above the double up line, I profited like 75 percent today. Wow, that was that was good enough. Well, because. Um, you know, a, a big chunk of the pool, uh, the the line when a big chunk of the pool spends on Antonio Brown at 70%, and 
and he, and he does nothing that really lowers the line because you got to figure, you know, 40% of the people in that 70%, they just have a bad lineup going along with that. This was, did you watch the Steelers chiefs? I did actually. Yeah. I watched the whole thing. What was your take on Antonio Brown? Because my, my take, my take is that Juju Smith Schuster might be like the seventh best wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, I, so we've seen this before. This is, this is kind of my take is we've seen, you know, Torrey Holt behind Isaac Bruce. And all of a sudden in a flash, it was Holt above Bruce, even though Bruce was like the best receiver in the league for a minute. We saw it with Harrison and Reggie Wayne, right? Reggie Wayne was the understudy, the, the goat Marvin Harrison. Right. And then he came ahead. Like this could literally be that situation. AB is the goat. And all of a sudden the understudy just overtakes. And that doesn't mean AB will be bad, but that's, I, I feel like that's happening. Juju was so good. Another thing that I have to say is that Ben just like some, some of these plays, some of these throws, I'm just like, does he even care? Does he even want to be out there? And then some um, other plays, he looks like vintage Roethlisberger. Like he stiff armed a defensive lineman. Like he had, he had a couple the throws to Jesse James, um, the touchdown. And then like the 40 yard gain over the shoulder. Like he had some amazing throws, but I don't know. Like, I think maybe that's what happens as an older quarterback. It starts to go is the consistency. So my contrarian, the way I was contrarian with the Steelers is that I was overweight on AB. I was 90% exposed to AB today. So not a, not a big said, tournament day for you? No, I mean, I did okay. Like, I, I mean, I think more than 50% of my lineups cash just because I was so revolved around Casey Pittsburgh. But it could have been a smash day if AB was as good as Juju Smith-Schuster. Right. And I don't know, like you're a Steelers fan. How much, like how, how predictable do you think that is? What's that? Like how, like how predictive do you think these performances of the first two weeks of Smith Schuster looking like the more athletic, the more talented, the more open player? I still think AB uh, ends up with more fantasy points overall. So, I mean, what about, what about, what about fantasy points like per target? Who do you think wins? Oh, shoot. I mean, probably Juju. I mean, Juju is just hyper efficient. He's just hyper. He has been the moment he stepped into the NFL. And I mean, just think about how many receivers. Antonio Brown has been the best receiver in the NFL for the last four plus years, maybe five. Yeah. There have been a handful of receivers that have ever done this in the NFL. Ever, ever, ever. And he's 30 years old, I think. It, you can only be the GOAT for so long. For so That's long, how yeah. So I and, mean, and Smith Schuster has like all of these like giant like indicators that like he's insanely talented like he's super young breakout age like played in a power five conference like hit all these thresholds as a rookie was like still super like there there's a there's a total like 1300 yard 11 touchdown season that like could happen for smith schuster i think yeah my my wife is in san diego right now and she texts me at noon today and just says i want a juju smith schuster jersey and I, when need we to, have, I need I got to get him a home's jersey. She says, and when we have a baby, I want Juju onesies. <laughs> like, she's in. She's, she's in, in on Juju. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's the stamp of approval. So, your other two running backs, uh, you, you had McCaffrey, right? I did. And I wanted Gurley so bad. And all week, I tried to make it work uh, to get Gurley in. But I thought at the end of the day that, that McCaffrey was just not that much worse than Gurley for, like, 2200 less on DraftKings, and so I, I went. I can confirm that the Josh Allen, uh, <laughs> Ger, the Josh Allen Gurley lineup would have, would have lost to your Mahomes whatever lineup. 
I mean, I was on I was on Team Josh Allen. I was okay with this. So, how amazing is it that Lashawn McCoy? Uh, you know, the the Bills scored twenty points. Lashawn McCoy got vultured on the goal line by Chris Ivory. I mean, that's just that's just so perfect because remember how many times last year Fournette got hurt and you jammed Chris Ivory. Oh, man, I jammed him. Like, oh, and, and that's where I got I'm, hurt. I'm, and you jammed and yelled him. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be Ivory honest gone. with you. Part of the reason, part of the reason I played Yeldon was just like, well, Ivory's gone, so now it's just Yeldon, you know. <laughs> same story, mate. Same thing. Same thing. I felt, I felt, uh, I didn't feel that bad about the decision to play Yeldon. I think, given the the script of the game, how much I, was Yeldon? Fifty seven hundred. Fifty six hundred. That's brutal. No. You, you, wait, who are your running backs? You didn't play them over Coleman, did you? No, no, I, I had Coleman, Yeldon. Coleman, Coleman Connor, Connor yeah. Okay. yeah. I, okay. Connor, Connor was unavoidable. Coleman was unavoidable. I think there are some people probably that would say, you know, Yeldon over Coleman or Lamar Miller over whatever. I was never not playing Tevin Coleman, who, yeah, who should have had, a, should have had a, a much bigger day. Matt Ryan, uh, two, two goal line sneak touchdowns. Oh, that, that was tilting. Um, he, he almost broke like two long touchdowns off and got ankle tackled. I mean, he was this close to just having a smash day. My boy, my boy, my boy, Didi though, my boy, my, my boys, my twin boys, Keelan Cole and Didi Westbrook. I've been, I've been going hard on the paint on this take for like three or four months and they both that, are, are doing me proud. That Keelan Cole catch was going to be, it's going to be the best catch of the year. We're going to play 20 more weeks of football, including playoffs. And nobody's going to have a catch as good as that. Yeah. Bar none. I buy it, but uh, I don't know. I, I guess maybe the the reason that playing Yeldon was not optimal was uh, like if you just look at the the way that uh, the Patriots would have to try and score points against the Jaguars, it would have you would not have expected a lot of splash plays in this game. So time of possession was going to be pretty limited, and that's uh, that's pretty accurate, I think. I I was surprised there was as many points in this game as there was. You know what I mean? Like, I did not think there was going to be points scored in this game. And to me, I, I just thought you had to have Gurley or McCaffrey. I mean, McCaffrey had 14 receptions for 102 yards on 15 targets. And I, I just thought it was so obvious with Keanu Neal out and Deion Jones out. It just – Yeah, it was. It was. I, I, I don't want to defend the decision I made. It was stupid. Jarvis Landry, like, why should I ever care? You know? I mean, I, I, I felt like I had to jam Landry in too, and I did, and I made concessions elsewhere to do that. So I, I was with you on Landry. I think he really ran bad. Um, yeah, he probably did run. He probably did run bad a little bit. So my wide receivers were Antonio Brown, Quincy Nunwa, Jarvis Landry, and my tight end was George Kittle. I'm assuming you went in Nunwa, Brown, Landry as well, but you have a cheaper, you have a different tight end. Sort of. I did go Brown. I did go Landry. I went Funchess over Nunwa. That was um, bad, in my humble opinion. Yeah, I, dude, I, I don't even have a good reason for it. I just didn't believe in a Nunwa. I'm like, yeah, he got a 48% target share week one. I, I was like, people are overrating this. I think he's fine. But I think the the real two v two was the the real one v one rather was Galladay versus Anunwa, and I think that Anunwa was the much safer play. Galladay was like the ceiling play, and I kind of think in weeks like this where the you know line of construction was real chalky, there was a lot of guys who with big ownership percentages like McCaffrey, Brown, Connor. McCaffrey's was Kittle. not that high. What was McCaffrey so, in the single entry twenty five dollar double up? Eighteen point five percent. Okay, so that's 
man, that's probably the only reason I cashed today. The only yeah, reason I made the only reason I made money today was because McCaffrey was not like forty. Like if McCaffrey was thirty percent owned, I don't make money today. Yeah, McCaffrey eighteen point five, Connor seventy three percent. Yeah, Coleman fifty eight percent, and Patrick Mahomes only one out of five people in the giant twenty five dollar double up played Patrick Mahomes. What you doing? What you doing? There's still I won't, an edge. I won't. I won't ever. I won't ever. I don't actually think. Like at quarterback, I don't know. It's pretty hard to make a bad play unless you play like Case Keenum. I know. I, I just I, I was just so set before this week even started on Pittsburgh and and Kansas City that I just didn't even like look elsewhere. I was just like, this is it. This is it. I'm making if this game fails, I'm gonna go broke today. Unfortunately it didn't. So who do you have at uh, tight end? So I ended up going down a Ricky Seals Jones. I didn't even have the extra hundred dollars to, to get go to from forty seven. No, to go to, uh, yeah, for Njoku or for Galladay. I had to have a $4,700 receiver. I had Brown, Landry, and Funchess at receiver. Ricky Seals-Jones at tight end for 2900 He was bad. I mean, four for 17 But, and I only paid 2200 for defense. I went to the Bucks at home. The uh, Bucks at home play, I actually think, was totally fine. I said that I said that on the swole cast. I was like, you know, Nick Foles, he does have these just like overwhelmingly bad throws from time to time. The Eagles are without Alshon Jeffrey, they're without Darren Sproles. So that right right, right away, like their splash play potential goes way down. Yeah. And, and and they scored seven points, which was exactly what I was hoping for. Um, but I did that all I and, and that's the thing. I I got the three running backs I thought I needed, Connor McCaffrey and Coleman the three receivers I thought I needed, Brown, Funches, Landry, the quarterback I thought I needed, Mahomes. And I just like ward in the shorts at tight end and DST because I think theoretically that's the right thing to do. So many people were on George Kittle and Kittle was a good play, but I will not prioritize a cheap tight end. I just won't do it. And no, you I don't, think- I, I, I don't know, man. If I tell you, if I tell you that, uh, that that game ends 30, 27, and, uh, like, I don't know, let's see. How many times did uh, did Garoppolo throw the ball? 26. Yeah, see, okay. 26 pass attempts, you're probably not sweating fading Kittle that hard. Yeah, I just I, – Kittle was a good play. He was, and, and I think he, you know, he just didn't perform today. But, dude, cheap tight ends, they're tight ends. They're tight ends. The thing, the no thing about – the thing I would say – I played Kittle, and I feel pretty good about it. The thing I would say – should. Kittle – Let's say at the end of the season, I bet his average salary over the over the seventeen weeks, I bet his average salary ends up being a thousand dollars more like than it was this week. Forty, yeah, forty five to forty eight. Like he'll, he'll, right. he'll have some weeks where he spiked up to like fifty four hundred or whatever, and like he'll have he's definitely going to have like games where he hits the hundred yard bonus games with two touchdowns. The thing that is uh, a little tilting is that they're they're. Shanahan truly running this egalitarian offense where it's just like you're open, you you get the targets, no one's getting forced anything. Yeah. Uh, do you know what the ownership was on Pettis? Did people play Pettis in cash? I think people played Pettis in cash on FanDuel. I don't think people. He was, oh, he was thirty percent, twenty nine point one percent on DraftKings. And what what that contest are you down. referencing? The twenty five dollar giant double yeah, up. Okay, that's Kittle, what I, that's what I'm referencing as well. Kittle sixty three percent, Pettis twenty nine point one. See, and that's and that's the thing. 
I, I would actually say when it, when a cheap tight end does get spiked ownership percentages like that, I, I get the logic in what you're saying, but from my perspective, I don't want to be eating the 17 point Kittle game with, with, if he gets, with, if he with, gets in the zone, you're tanked and you're, you're, and you have three from Njoku, you're legit tanked. Like you're, 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 you are playing big time catch up. Yeah. I mean, so for me, and, and we talked about this a little last year, but like, I don't worry about ownership and cash. And I know you probably should a little bit. I get I, that. I definitely but side with the top-tier player in any 1v1. I'll definitely go with like, oh, this guy's going to be more owned. I don't want to take a stance on this, so I'm going to play this guy. Right, which I think is fine. Which I think is fine. But for me, like, I'm not willing to – if I think that my lineup construction was better, I'm not going to – just because everyone else is playing Kittle, I wasn't going to do it because they can't get to where I was at receiver. I thought Brown, Landry, and Funchess was smash. And it didn't smash, but I mean, I still did good. I ended up with, I ended up with one sixty six. Where am I? Like one sixty six in DraftKings cash. Like I, I crushed. It was good. So I, I mean, I, I don't actually know like what. Landry only got seven targets. He was equally targeted to Higgins and Njoku. I, that game was not on where I was. Like, what's the deal? I didn't watch it at all. I didn't watch it at all. I, I have the football package and I was watching the four screen with, you know, with my, my, my guess would just be they, they fed Carlos Hyde a lot. They had less time of possession and it was just kind of a weird Mike Gillisley had eight carries, by the way. I thought that would happen. I thought, but I thought, but I thought that New Orleans would be up and this is seems, why I like seems, seems weird. Seems weird to have Camara getting, like Camara only had 19 interactions in this game. Well, Camara's Camara he actually set his all-time career high in rushes with 13. Yeah. His career high be- before today was 12. Yeah. And it's like that's just not how they want to use him. I assume they'd be up and they'd be and they'd be using like these like trash backs like Gil- like like Gillisley and Whoever the hell else they have, Joe Williams. People, 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 people were uh, people were ready to risk it all for Jonathan Williams before they cut him. Like people were like, "Oh, this dude's an RB two for a month." I, I I remember that. I re- that was good times. Those were good times. You know what yeah. else is good times? Man, <laughs> when you our, said David Johnson was the one hundred and one. <laughs> no, that's not good times. That's just sad. It's just like. Honestly, like I don't want to defend the take. Clearly, it was a bad opinion. Clearly, I wasn't adjusting for how bad Arizona's roster and play calling was going to be. But it's actually just sad. It's just sad that uh, this like pretty much generational talent at the running back position is like uh, he's going to have like 800 rushing yards this year and and six touchdowns, and it's just going to be a giant bummer. I also just paid fifty six dollars for him in an auction, so that's really sad. Yeah, because I, I have, want gold. I have, that he... Yeah, he's like my. I have him in like all these you know, like all these industry leagues and it's just like, you're wrecked. You're You're wrecked. You're done. I mean, I do think he's the most talented running back in the NFL. So I don't, I like, I can't even hate on that take, but I actually think, I actually think maybe um, Kamara is a pretty special player too. I guess the thing that he's different. Yeah. Kamara hasn't shown that he can handle like being the full focal point of a team's offense. Like Michael Thomas is the, is the focal point of the saints offensive plan. Yeah, I think when I think when this year is all said and done, it's going to be Gurley and it's going to be Saquon Barkley. I think Barkley will will be there. But Barkley could be in a situation very similar to uh, to Johnson, where his team's just not good enough for it to matter. Yeah, I mean we're we're recording this in the middle of that game, and uh, 
A, I'm really upset that I that I took the Giants and the points in this game. I took I took the Giants and the points in uh, the super contest uh, version. Uh, of, I'm not in the same uh, quintathlon league or whatever that you're in. I'm in uh, the fantasy labs one. Yeah. And if they don't if they don't cover, I'm going 0 for five in picks this week. Ah, well, I'm like five and ten. We do every game, and I'm yeah. like five and ten. I, I was eleven and five last week, and this week. I'm I just- I, last week I was four zero oh, and one. I felt very good about every one of my picks. I felt bad. The only pick I felt really really good about was the Houston line. I was like, there's there's just no way. There's no way. That just this- all in, all in, baby. Yeah, I I had a, a yeah. I was like the money line. Like, let's just get after it. No, I, I mean I'll be honest. If I if I finish over 500 in picks against the spread th- this year, I'll be pretty happy. Like that is not my strong suit. I mean, over over 500 is is good, really. Well, I mean, it, when you're a tout, you know, you're supposed to you're supposed to have a little edge on the field, but I, that's not my specialty. At I all. mean, yeah, 50, 54, 55 percent. I I would like if I hit 60 percent in this contest, I'll feel I'll feel very happy. Yeah. So let's let's uh let's talk a little bit about oh let's let's uh, well let's just finish up and so at, at flex obviously I had uh, I had Tevin Coleman and at defense I had the Texans I, and I thought this was one of those spots where I was like I really don't want to come off this defense because this is such a smash spot but uh, they just did not they just uh, really they got hit with the the fake kick and it was it from there like they yeah. just there was no like they got the sixty six yard touchdown on the fake kick and it was over. <laughs> So I play in this in this seasonal league where we have IDPs, and my opponent's IDP threw that touchdown pass. I was so tilted. I was like, "Oh, what a cool play! Oh, what the? Oh no!" It's like looking at my score, like, "What the hell?" I I, um, I just asked for um for IDPs to be added into the Fantasy Insiders Best Ball Dynasty League, and I was I, met with I was met with a resounding no from all parties. Uh, a bunch of derision. Screw those guys. They don't know what's up. IDP. Wait, are you are you in the league? No. No. Te- <laughs> no, I, no. I went. I went in. I went in this year, this dynasty league with all these guys, and I was like, I'm just gonna scoop up all the old guy value and just try and win this year. I like traded a uh, 2020 first for a Case Keenum to like get because it's a it's a super flex league, and it's just like I picked David Johnson first. I I picked Greg Olson in like the eighth round because, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. So. just got to jam them in. Uh, <laughs> no, so in it, other it, words, in other words, the win now strategy of taking old players—it's old players suck, and you're going to lose anyways when you do it. Well, at least at least you'll lose this year and in the future, so you've got that covered. Yeah, yeah. Kitchen asked me to be in that league, and I was like, no, no, absolutely, hundred percent not. Doing a doing a best ball dynasty league is actually perfect because you get the fun stuff of the off season, and you just don't have to sweat it during the year. Yeah, well, I'm I'm cool. It's cool. We're good. We're good? Yeah, we're good. Uh, I, I thought the Texans defense was a great play. I thought yeah. it was a great play. I thought they were going to smash, and I just went down to the Bucks because of money. I didn't want to compromise other spots for defense because they're just so variable. And, uh, yeah, that's what happened. I mean, really, you're not even that dumb. You're only kind of dumb for that one swap that you made. Like, that was really fishy not to have Gurley or CMC in your lineup. Other than it that, was, it was, it was, pretty, it was pretty, pretty bad to not play McCaffrey, and it feels good that I was able to escape with, like, just barely a win. Yeah. Like, I, honestly, I kept refreshing my app because the DraftKings app was kind of buggy, and I thought maybe it was, like, lying to me. 
<laughs> like I, I can't I can't be live. No but, way. I, but I'm looking at my account right now and I already got paid out. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, we so, I don't so if people listening to this are like, how did he make money with 139? I mean they I will say 139 was definitively above the cash line and, and all the single entry like big field level ups. So let's let's talk about Nate for a minute. What did what did Nate finish with and what did he do? Um, Nate's, I just closed his lineup out, but Nate, Nate smashed us. Uh, wait, what, wait, what did you have? I had 160, hold on, 166.74. So he basically did the same thing as you, but he played Fitzpatrick. Oh, well, he's a fish then. I, I, I scored more points than him, right? He, the lineup, the screenshot that he sent, uh, does not have his final score in it. Yeah, well, I had freaking Mahomes. Like, screw that guy. He, I, he played. He played in Joku and Landry as well. Yeah, I, I got. I got Nate. Screw Nate and his Fitzpatrick. Suck it, Nate. Yeah, you guys were just sharp avoiding this TJ Yel the the TJ Yeldon dumpster fire. Yeah, I had zero interest, man. Just zero interest. And and you know what? And if Fournette, if Fournette misses, if Fournette misses again, I'm totally gonna play him again too. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't wait for uh, for LaShawn McCoy to go down so that. Oh no, I I have, I have no interest in it. I will I will be playing zero bills this season. Other than I will play Josh Allen. I think I maybe did. Let me check. I have one Josh Allen lineup. Yeah, I, I played one Josh Allen lineup as well. I, I I thought that was that was just a responsible thing to do. Well, you texted me at some point this week, being like, "Dude, just play Josh <laughs> Allen and Gurley over uh, over Antonio Brown and then Mahomes or whatever else." I can't. I can't yeah, abide you, by that. You talk- <laughs> yeah, that was. I must have been drinking or something. Like I was definitely fishing it up on on Monday, but I, I got my wits together. It was fine. Mahomes was was the play, and so did it. I I just actually moving forward. I wonder, like, are you buying into this Galladay thing? It's just like he's like the wide receiver too in this super high volume offense. Yeah, I hate to be like the film guy or the scouting guy, but every time you watch the game. He's like he's he way better than of, Marvin Jones. Oh yeah, dude. He he's the size of Marvin Jones, and he moves like Tate. Like, why wouldn't they throw the ball to him all the time? Like, Jones is going to be the deep ball guy, and Tate's going to be the underneath guy, and Galladay is going to be the alpha male, and that's how it's going to be. I think Galladay's a, a stud, like he's, just a straight dog. He's not on the main slate next week. No. And uh, Quincy Anunwa is also not on the main slate next week. That's for the best because I would fade him again like a fish. Well, I don't you know, know you know, you know that's bad, right? Like you know that Quincy Nunn was a really good player and he's got a really good role. Oh, I just I don't even know why I'm taking the stand. I just don't like him. I just I need you to know that it's a bad stand. Like it's Dar- it's Dar- Darnold is good and Nunwa is good. The whole the whole group the whole thing they got going on there. I know they lost to Miami today, but oh my God, Fitzpatrick is against Pittsburgh, but it's on. Oh, it's on Monday night. We we have to play the, the Monday Mahomes, night. Mahomes went. Mahomes went from being like in that six K QB morass to being the second most expensive quarterback next week. Yeah, that's accurate. That's that's how it should be. The pool really dips off though. Like Cam Newton's six K. Well, that was that was the the other thing about Mahomes is that he'll he'll rush. He's yeah. got he's got a rushing floor, and I thought that's what especially not just did I like the game better, but I thought that's what differentiated him 
from a guy like Jimmy G or even Stafford. We're both. There are some. I just not. This isn't like the look ahead show, but there are some very uh, egregious prices going on for. uh, Is there? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait for this. Yeah. I can't wait for this. Like we'll uh we'll there'll be there'll be a lot to, there'll be a lot to analyze for next week. What's uh what's something you you learned today, pal? Uh I mean <laughs> I, I I guess I'll say God. I got I, mean, I got one. Adrian Peterson complete unplayable pumpkin in all formats. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, uh I I mean I, I actually had some shares after last week, and I started See, that's in the, the thing. league, and I it was really bad about that. Alfred Morris, like on DraftKings, was like, if you wanted to play a plotting running back you wanted to get two touchdowns from, you should have played Alf. Yeah, well, I did, and I got zero from him. If he had smashed, I'd be a millionaire, by the way. If, if Alf or Peterson? Oh, Alf. I had way yeah. more Alf. Um, I mean, we talked about New Orleans actually being bad. Uh, I, I think yeah, New Orleans. New Orleans actually will, will be com- like they'll like against bad teams. Like they're not. It's not like they're not pulling Drew Brees. They're not pulling Kamara. Yeah, um, I, I I think the other thing that that definitely needs to be talked about is uh, the L.A. Chargers. I mean, I hate saying that they're the L.A. Chargers, but I mean Phil Rivers and Melvin Gordon. I mean they are throwing him the ball so much. He got seven more targets. Um, yeah, Williams got another touchdown. I think yeah, that's I mean, a team. I think, like, they, I think they kind of are realizing that Gordon is most used effectively as a receiver. Like, just eat this game against the Bills, he still only got nine carries, 28 yards. Like, he did get the, the rushing touchdown, but it's just not his game, really. No, no. And, and he's great in space. And I think that they really have started to recognize that, and I really like that about him. So – I'm I'm in on that. The other thing is Cincinnati. Cincinnati might be good. Uh, and that's what, that was a- I think Cincinnati is good. This is a take I had in the preseason as well. Like Andy Dalton was like absurdly priced in drafts. Andy Dalton has shown baseline competency like a bunch of times in the NFL. He's made the playoffs a bunch of times. He's won some high stakes games. And and that offense, like I don't know, people hate on Tyler Boyd. That dude was like a legit all-world prospect. He was amazing at Pitt, and he was a good athlete. And what he was a rookie last year. Like, he just took a little bit of time to – and he was, like, a starting slot wide receiver as a rookie, too. You, you think he outscores John Ross on the season or no? Oh, yeah. I mean, those John Ross shares, they're dead, man. If you, if you, if you, Real if, bad start. Yeah, ben, our, our boy Ben Gretsch from FI, he, uh, he was, like, the biggest John Ross guy, and he's just like, man, it's tilting. But it's I mean, only, like Boyd, that, Boyd's just better. Yeah, he scored that three-yard touchdown right away, and it's like, oh, John Ross, it's happening. It it might not be happening. Yeah, Boyd. Uh, Boyd, I think is like probably like a wide receiver three-ish level player going forward. Ah, uh, God. I mean, we learned. Uh, I mean, we talked about a couple of these things. I think Galladay is like a legitimate alpha receiver i think he's just I think uh he's no i don't i don't think that golden tate will out target him in over 50 percent of their games moving forward i mean that's fine but so to be an alpha you got to be getting like eight targets minimum that's got to be your floor yeah well then he's not quite there but yeah i think he'll be i think he'll be the best receiver on the team and i think as long as he's like this mid price i think you can like jam him and feel real good about it Colts backfield, you probably won't roster any of them all year. 
No. How about Philip Lindsay, bro? Yeah, Philip Lindsay, Lindsay uh, is, is actually here. Well, you want to you want to give me an opinion on a seasonal trade I made? Go ahead. So I picked up Lindsay for twenty seven dollars. So twenty seven percent of my league's fab, mm-hmm. and uh, I traded him plus Jordan Reed, who was my ninth round pick for Brita, and I have Gronkowski. So I I would like Reed was either a flex starter or a bench player for me. Was that a was that a donk trade or a good trade? Uh, I I think you gave up value. I oh, think I, you defi- gave I definitely value gave up value. Top. Yeah, but I I, it's all did. about starting lineup. Like like uh, this league is two running back, two wide receiver, two flex. So so it is mostly about getting. So you're trying to consolidate into the best player. Right. Yeah. Like I have five. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah, I think I think Brita is an excellent, excellent, excellent football player. Did you see that touchdown that he that he? Yeah, he's, he's a game. legend. Yeah. Oh my God! I mean, he, the prettiest thing in football is when a is when a running back rides a blocker like he did, and it it was back to back plays. There was one to the left that he tried to bend back to the middle, and he just got tackled. And then the next play, they ran to the right, and he bent it back toward the middle and broke it off and scored a touchdown. And I was like, dude, Breida can do it. The people talking about him being the Devonta Freeman role. I think that's fully accurate. You want? I, I, I would say. I, I would say the upside for him is so much higher because Morris probably will just get less effective as the season goes on. And Morris actually did randomly happen to have two receptions today. I, I mean, like he's a pretty good reserve running back, but I think Shanahan is going to be able to watch the tape and be like, "Man, we got to get this breed of guy the ball more." The only thing is, is like like Lindsey actually, he is he's only 195 pounds. So yeah. they, they might not want to just straight up give him, you know, 250 touches. No, they won't, dude. He'll get 12 to 14 rushes a game, and he'll get five targets, and that'll be good. Like, he won't smash every day, and he might not get goal line work, but I think in PPR leagues or on DraftKings, if he's, like, well-priced, I think I'm in on that. I uh, got a lesson from the Green Bay Packers. Geronimo Allison – uh, he's just gonna have fantasy value all year long. Like he, he hashtag good. Yeah, hashtag. I I really liked him uh, in college. Actually, he uh, he was like a really productive player in a, in a really bad situation at Illinois. And uh, I drafted him in a lot of leagues. I have him in like this Roto World, uh, just like you know, to- like no value to be had in any round. Like everyone's selections are good, and and uh, made a bad start sit with him today. <laughs> I, I kept I kept Robbie Anderson like because I have Robbie Anderson in like every league and I kept him uh, in all my lineups today when I could have played D, when I could have played D.D. Westbrook or uh, Geronimo Allison because those are like those are those I would say those are probably my three highest drafted wide receivers are those three players. No, I get it. I would have had Robbie in over those guys too. Uh, T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. T.Y. Hilton with wide with receiver one. Back. Yeah, I mean. He led the the league in receiving yards, I think, two years ago. And then Luck dusted out last year, and he was no good. Luck is back. And even if he's not bombing it deep, you saw in that little touchdown they got him? Did they just, like, ran a little route? He's a space player. Like, he he can be good in the dink and dunk offense, too. He doesn't need to be catching bombs. Yeah. I I think – I mean, he got 11 targets today at a really good game last week. Like, Hilton's pretty fire. Yeah. Um. At Thielen and Diggs, man, like, I, I was kind of, I was, like, definitely in the camp of, like, man, maybe one of these guys is ranked too high in the preseason, and I didn't claim to know. Well, no, I definitely am Team Diggs over Thielen. Like, if you, like, uh, 
I definitely, and I still kind of hold that opinion, but uh, yeah, both of them are probably like back end wide receiver ones. Cause they just, they don't really do much else on offense than try and get those dudes the ball. Like, like Dalvin last week was pretty involved as a receipt. Dalvin cook is going to, it's going to be brutal for him this year. Cause their offensive line is so bad. He, he's not going to get any running room. He still had five targets, 52 receiving yards today, but 13 targets, 131 yards for Thielen, 13 targets, 128 yards for Diggs. Yeah. Like that. Like th- is- those, those guys are probably just like when they're below 7K on DraftKings, like they're probably just like plays, like yeah. just kind of regardless of who they're matched up against because um, they're really good at scheming them open. I, I have a lot of respect for these uh, DraftKings or these, these uh, Green Bay cornerbacks. I think a lot of people – like maybe like they don't realize that like this Alexander guy that Green Bay drafted, he's not as good as Denzel Ward, but he's still pretty good. Like he he yeah. he put up a fight today. It's just what can well, he do? Play, yeah, and they and they drafted another corner. I forget who. Uh, Josh Josh Jackson also yeah. still good. Yeah. So I mean, rookie corners have kind of a long history of taking a while to get integrated, not being like great right away. But I don't know. I'm I these guys got schooled by by Thielen and Diggs today, and those guys are good corners. So, Amari Cooper, 10 targets, 10 receptions, 116 receptions. Garbage. You think he heard it his was, haters talking? <laughs> I mean, Where do you stand I, on Cooper? Are you a Cooper guy? Um, No, no. So I actually have a ticket on him to lead the NFL in receiving yards at 40 to 1 because I kind of just looked at that depth chart and I was like, Man, if Gruden, if Gruden even means half of this stuff he said about Cooper, this dude's getting 200 targets. But yeah, he uh, went 10 for 10 today, 116 yeah. yards. I just think that uh, Carr is not good enough to make this a winning football team. I think that Gruden is not uh, as sharp as he was in 1994 at play calling, and I just think there's going to be what? a lot of ga- oh, there's going to be a lot of games like this where they they're talented enough to win these games, but they just can't do it because they're not coached well enough. They're not cohesive enough. Yeah. I love it. Dude, I love the Rams. I think the Rams might be the best team in the NFL. I think it's them or Minnesota. I think they're the two best teams in the NFL. I mean, I'll, I will definitely go Minnesota because they have better cornerbacks and they have a better, a better QB. I don't, think, I don't think Minnesota has a weakness. Like, it, maybe their offensive line. But other no, than that, that's a real issue though, because it's it's not like an okay, like mediocre. It's like these dudes get blown up every running play. Yeah, I hate that. I, well, what I, can I mean, you even? What can you even as a GM? Like, how do you fix that in the off season? I don't think that's like you got to get a great O line coach and you got to stockpile and develop dudes for like five years and then they figure it out. Yeah, and the O line's all about co- cohesion and like having these guys together for a while and having a group. Like, like I remember, I remember during most of Romo's reign, like probably like four to five years of Romo being the Dallas quarterback. The line was just like egregious. Like that, he would just get killed every play, no matter who the running back was, whether Felix Jones, like all these dudes. They never had, <laughs> they never had any room. And then just Julius like, Jones, <laughs> Julius. No, I had all the Joneses, but. You know, piece by piece, they'd add. I think the first guy they added was was Tyron Smith, and then they added a couple other guys, and then they drafted Zach Martin in the first round, and then they got Lyle Collins, like Frederick. Yeah, they just and and it's but it takes so long. And so when you're in a championship window, I just don't know. I think I don't know if there's anything you can do. And just just bomb it to Thielen and Diggs, man. I I mean the Rams are just dude. The Rams are a well-oiled machine. 
they have talent everywhere and they're good enough. And that's the team because they have such good line in terms of like Sue and Donald that can collapse the pocket and good corners. When they get up on you, you are done. You cannot play the Rams from behind. It's just, it's just death. And dude, they spread it around. Brandon Cooks had seven for 159 today. Do you think, do you think like in the very back of your head though, like, man, Goff's not this good. Like, don't you, don't you think in like the very back recesses of your mind, you're like, it all comes to like, like the NFC championship game. They're at Minnesota. And like, don't you kind of think just a little bit like, man, cousins is just going to bury this guy. Well, yeah, because I was sure that the Rams were going to the Super Bowl last year. And then, and then Goff just took a crap against Atlanta. He just wasn't there. He just couldn't do it. So um, so I, don't really I, I don't I don't know enough about like scouting quarterbacks to be like okay McVay has turned this dude into this level of quarterback and like I, I just don't know but I would say there, there is that little thing in the back of my head where like man if you give Mahomes on this team they're 40 percent better well of course obviously but the, the reality is is that they have players that can win at every level and I think that's so huge right they have cooks who can win deep they have Woods and Cup who can win intermediate. They have Gurley who can win short. And so they have an amazing player at all three levels of the offense, which I just think is amazing, amazing job by their scouting and analytics department to be like, you know what, Robert Woods is going to fit what we want to do really well. Because he was like a total afterthought, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was just trash. And instead, he he's actually good. And they drafted Cup. And I think that they identified Cup as the type of player who – Hey, this is an archetype. You know, they, I think Simmons, our boy Simmons talks a lot about building receiving cores like you would a basketball team, right? Have different size guys. Gotta, gotta, guys love, the- gotta love the Bill Simmons uh, wide receiver analytics and scouting department takes. Hey, nothing, nothing more pure. I'm actually, I'm actually on board with this take, though. I really am. You want to have... You want to have guys that can win at different levels and do different things. And when you understand what their strengths and weaknesses are and continually get them in those spots, I think that's what McVay's really good at. And he runs a ton of play action. So when you have a guy like Gurley, that play action super effective. I mean, it's effective even if you don't, but he just understands things in a way that like Doug Peterson understands them. And I think that these teams that are smarter than everybody else, plus know how to develop talent and team build, it's just all together. And that defense is a beast. I, I think the Rams are just I, – I, I want GPP exposure to them always. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm on board with that take. One, one thing I've learned the last two weeks is, like, it's just not happening for Derrick Henry. <laughs> Derrick, Derrick, Derrick Henry in another life could have been Todd Gurley, but it just, it just never worked out for him. No. I mean, the thing is that Deion Lewis is probably a top – He's definitely a top 10 running back in the NFL. I mean, neither one of them got meaningful work today, though. Like, neither, neither one of them, yeah. Yeah, I mean, De- Deion Lewis is really, really, really good. And he, he always he has is, been. Really but good. he's like, uh, he's very little, which is not bad, but it just means, like, he, he does get banged up a bunch. And I don't want to say injury prone. He's just a little guy playing a big dude sport. Yeah, he's going to be, he's going to be, that's who Matt Burita wants to be, right? Which is great. No, but, Matt Burita wants to be, like, uh, there's like a good comp for him. He's because he's bigger than Dion. I was gonna say he wants to be like Marshall Falk, but like that's like the you know that's the top one percent <laughs> outcome, and you shouldn't go. You shouldn't go there. Yeah, but he wants I, to yeah, be like sure. you know he wants to be he wants to be uh, Tiki Barber. That's who Matt Breida wants to be. Uh, Tiki was thick though. 
That guy was built. I just like Tiki. I, I remember I looked up like the comment, like I was in an argument with Salfino because we own that. Uh, we own that. <laughs> we, we're give, me, give me a Salfino take. I'm really excited for this. Well, he was just like, he was like, man, we got to get Alf. And I, and I actually did agree with him. Like it was stupid to not try and get Alfred Morris. Like when he, cause he was the way we did our auction really early. And then the league wasn't actually online for a long time. So he was in fab. Um, huh. And he was like, we just have to do whatever it is. And I was like, yeah, this is a deep league. Um, we start a bunch of people. Like, absolutely, we have to get him. But my argument was his ceiling is super capped because Breed is a better player. And I, I remember I was, like, trying to go find, like, filters to be, like, what people his size did. I, I want to let you know that Saquon Barkley, we're at halftime of that of the night game. Saquon like, Barkley has eight catches. Yeah. And that's – so that's uh, that's how he's just going to have value on, on DK all year long because – it's not going to be from positive game script or anything like that. No, it's it's really not. It's really not. I actually thought the Giants would bounce back this year. I thought they would. Be I okay. I uh, I did not. Yeah. Well, you're you're sharper than me in that regard because they're really bad. This is unbelievable. The and the NFC East. Uh, it's it's just not good. There's not a good. The, the Eagles are the Eagles have all turned back into pumpkins. I mean, they're they're missing Alshon and Carson Wentz. Do you I think, think when do they you think how much better do you think Carson Wentz is than Nick Foles? Like actually, I mean, playoff Foles or regular Foles? Like regular Foles, <laughs> a lot better. I don't know. I I like I like this is a a big blind spot in like I don't know how to scout quarterbacks. I don't know how to say oh this it's is tough clear- to take them away from scheme. Yeah, and and clearly this scheme is super good because it got Nick Foles a Super Bowl ring. So, like, the scheme you know is definitively good. Yeah, but he was also – I mean, you know college better than me, but Wentz was the number two pick in the draft. I mean, he was – Wentz, he was but he was like – Wentz was like Josh Allen, dude. Like, he went to this cowpoke school and just ran a lot. I mean, his stats were a lot better than Josh Allen's. He actually, yeah. like, won games in college. <laughs> right, right, and completed <laughs> passes and things like that, like important things. <laughs> <laughs> the bills I mean, man i know i know we're i feel like we're a little off the gill cast beaten path here because besides your egregious swap i mean we really didn't make very many bad decisions this was a good week for us no but like i'm just looking at prices for next week and i'm like oh that's gonna make me be that's gonna make me do something bad like i'm, I'm already gearing up for these bad choices i'm gonna make Yes, yes, that makes me really happy. I like like, uh, like Gio Bernard is $5,900 at Carolina, and I'll probably just lock button him, even though Carolina plays like these awful paced games. Ugh, I wish he was cheaper. What, but they knew beforehand, like they already knew Mixon was going to be out. Yeah. Tevin, Tevin, Tevin Coleman is $6,400 at home against uh, the New Orleans Saints. Oh, that's a lock. Yeah. Right? Isn't that a lot? But Howard is 6,500 at Arizona after like, and we haven't seen the Monday night game yet, but like he's going to get like three targets a game minimum. Yeah, I guess. I'm not a, I don't like the bears. I'm off the bears. I was off in the preseason. They're going to look, they're going to look amazing. They're going to look amazing. The first 15 plays of every game you can, you, I will bet anything like, like uh, there you you guys want to make a good sharp bet, put like bears to score a touchdown first as like the first like scoring proposition on whatever sports book you use. Yeah, That's, take take like, take the Bears minus 3 in the first quarter. 
or yeah, just something like that. Because the uh, Nagy is a good coach. I clearly think, despite the offense going into a shell and like some of those coaching decisions that they made in Week One, I, I think Nagy sort like he. I think he knows what's going on. I'm super upset that Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay is not on the main slate. No, thank God. I don't want to have to lock Connor in again. And I, I just any slate where you don't have to deal with Antonio Brown for me personally is great because I don't like him and I, I never run good with him. That's how is that even possible? He smashes always. I can't believe he didn't smash today. No, the I would thing is, is the weeks the weeks where he's like, uh, like you know, the chalk. He gets like he gets like eighteen. Oh my god! Like what do you what even happened here? You have like sixteen targets. He he just wasn't good, man. He just was like hanging out 17. in the flat all day. Seventeen targets he had. How does, how does he not turn 17 targets against the Kansas City Chiefs into, like, 38 DraftKings points? Why did this not happen? Why am I not a millionaire? He's old. Ben, ben actually had him in the end zone twice. And uh, one time, AB just didn't jump. And then one time, he got interfered with. Bruh, I know. I know it. I know it. I know it. I saw it. And I'm, like, all tilted. I was happy. Before you start reminding me of this. Cannot, cannot believe that I bet the Steelers minus four. <laughs> You're a fish. Yeah. That was, I'm a Steelers fan. I didn't even bet that. Every, I, 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 will, I will tell you this. Like every good mathematical like handicapper, like all, all the good models were like, oh, this line should be like six. Yeah. Well. That's because they, they don't have Mahomes down for an adjusted yards per attempt of infinity. Right. <laughs> Once, once that starts getting integrated into their, mod, their models, they'll figure it out. I mean, I'm like a bad sports better, and even I knew that Pittsburgh was no lock against Kansas City. Uh, What's the rule? If, if, you, if you think the road team can win outright, you should take them in the points. And I think it was pretty clear. That yeah, that is, that is a pretty good rule. Yeah, yeah I, don't I don't know, know much. I'm no genius, but I know that. You know, I, you know it's interesting. We can close on this. I've actually... Not that I'm like a good sports better, because uh, I'm not obviously. clearly. Yeah, obviously, Correct. but I do. I do know people who are. And what I've been told about NFL betting is that the guys who really crush the Vegas books, like the guys who who are, you know, real sharp action. Not in everything. Not that are listed as like you know advantage players, but guys who are really good in NFL. It's it's not the computer guys. It's not the analytics guys. It's kind of like the old school dudes. Like it's, really? Yeah, it's like kind of like that contingent of betters that does better in NFL than the computer guys. But not so in, in sports like basketball. And no, if, if you're going off gut feel in basketball or baseball, you're just you're just dead. You'll never you'll never win. Yeah, too many trials. Yeah, and in NFL, like uh, the games can swing on such random things, like you know. Yeah, whatever. you just got to use your. You just got to have that old school intuition. And which I which I don't really i i only have it on like some games i am not able to get a feeling about every game and this week i only had one good feeling and it didn't even end up coming through it was Houston. <laughs> imagine this 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 year of our lord 2018 all in on houston on the road i mean just just uh can't account for the fact that deshaun watson is bad now <laughs> imagine if you were close to as good as mahomes like people I mean, drafted him above Patrick Mahomes. Like clearly, imagine, imagine the people. Imagine the people who just were like, "No, nah, dude, gonna gonna rank him as my second overall quarterback." <laughs>
Oh, mistakes were made. I've done some dumb things, Davis, but nothing quite like that. That's a good way to end it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, sorry to all you guys. We couldn't have uh, Nate and uh, Josh ADHD on the show, but uh, it was for the best, honestly. Those guys are fish. This was a this was a good educational and informational show, and we we hope it helped you. <laughs>